that two genders, Putin resignation and does Tumblr have election results? <laughs> Hello and welcome back to Super Hell, aka the Mystery Spotcast, a show where two recovering Supernatural fans subject themselves to a rewatch so no one else ever has to watch Supernatural again. And we mean that. We are doing this instead of you regressing. Yeah, and we're talking about like, regressing today because we are recording this on November 5th, 2022, the two-year are... anniversary mm-hmm. <laughs> of just, Destiel. <laughs> just so you guys know, my name is Ollie. I use any pronouns and you can find me on social media at Ollie Fresh. It's Fresh with a PH. Let's get into it because I have no time to hesitate. I don't think that I have been the same since November 5th, 2020. No. Like, we talked about this a little bit last year when we started this podcast. So this is also a very exciting moment because this is our one year anniversary as the mysteries podcast so that's very exciting um also thank you guys so much for 10,000 downloads um it's a really big milestone and we're very proud of it and we are very thankful that you guys are continuing to listen it means a lot to us um this podcast has gotten me through a lot and I'm just I'm amazed that so many people will listen to us go through this yeah to listen to us suffer um yeah which is the point of the podcast yeah i'm glad that people have enjoyed like our suffering has has been for something you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah i don't even think i introduced myself i'm claudia my pronouns are she her (laughs) you can find me on social media at kaludia says k-a-l-u-d-i-a says sorry guys Um, you can tell the energy's a little bit weird because we're yeah we hit ten thousand downloads and it's November 5th, the day we're recording this. You'll probably be listening to this a little bit later. But that being but, said, we're trying to bring that energy. Yeah. Well, and to be fair, like November 5th happened. And then after that, we had the absolutely batshit ending of the show. So mm-hmm. for those of you listening who don't know anything about Supernatural, you probably still did experience November 5th, 2020. Um, and if you didn't... <sighs> If you didn't, I don't know how to explain it to you because the cocktail of emotions, the cocktail of chemicals in my brain on the evening of November 5th, starting probably around like, honestly, because that whole weekend was very weird. For those of you who don't know, the 2020 election had happened. Votes were still being counted because a vast amount of votes for the U.S. election were mail-in, which is not super common here and because of COVID, because of how close the election was, it was a really stressful, weird time. So people were constantly trying to refresh the news, see what was happening. So probably like I would say that day, I feel like around like 8 p.m. my brain was already fried. Something felt wrong in the air. The day progresses. I remember going up. I remember telling my dad, I was like, I'm going to go upstairs and go to bed. I go upstairs early because I'm like I'm tired I open my phone I see Destiel is trending on Twitter and I know the show is coming to a close so I'm like oh girl what did they do so I go on Tumblr and I don't think that I breathed for like an hour and a half <laughs> like and here's the thing <laughs> is is the you can't you can't describe the emotion as happiness because it wasn't I wasn't exactly happy. No, but I do think there was serotonin involved. Yeah, because it's like something you never expected to happen in nine million years to happen somehow happens at the worst possible time for us as a society collectively. And I also want to say for me personally, because, 
yeah, it was everyone was really chronically online, especially during the pandemic. I was working in news. So the place where my brain was at, like not to be real or whatever, but like it got to the point where my level of dissociation from things that I saw on the screen was like we had two people on my uh in my news uh team died they just died and we had to keep going and i was like i didn't know them very well but it was it was crazy my level of dissociation was like on another level i had also um i can talk about this now um i had also um had my free speech threatened by my boss the week before so i was no longer allowed to talk about politics the week of the election for fear of being fired um that's a story I won't get into or I have gotten into before. Um, so the cocktail of emotions I had was, oh, look at all the things happening. I cannot speak about them. I can't really go outside because of COVID. Um, and now this thing has occurred that has awoken the sleeper agent inside of me that is myself in 2012. And the combination of the dissociated fucked up in the mind traumatized news worker now and 2012 me clashing in a point of I can only speak online about Destiel and nothing else happening around me it was the most vile combination it was the whatever chemicals were in my brain it was not serotonin it was not dopamine it was something it was something akin to a worse a drug no I will say I do feel like the emotion that people who are chronically online like the emotion that we experienced on november 5th 2020 is the closest that you can get to doing cocaine without actually doing cocaine yeah yeah like and i I, I, I don't say again i don't say this ironically like i think that if you were a former or even current supernatural fan who lived in the united states no, was, there were people were, outside of the U.S. too. Oh no, who were I'm not crazy. saying they. I'm not saying they didn't experience it. I'm just saying, I think that there is. It was. It was, just one of the most insane things that I've ever lived through. And like, yeah. I say that as someone who has like been alive for a while and has seen a lot of really crazy things happen. Like literally later that year, we saw the U.S. Capitol get broken into and like. That it still wasn't, and listen, I, did, I was no, I was not as crazy as this. No, I mean, it was, but like <laughs> it was crazier on a world on a world stage. But for me personally, my brain was like, "Whoa, that's fucked up." But it was nowhere near the cocktail of emotions I was feeling on November fifth. For those of you who don't know, we're kind of talking about it on November fifth in the episode of Supernatural, which was not the penultimate episode. It was like episode three before. episodes. Yeah, like yes. it was two, three episodes. So it was the before. second to last episode of Supernatural. Yeah, um, or third to last. Third to last. Third episode. to last episode yeah. of Supernatural. Um, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Cass does tell Dean, "I love you." Then immediately gets sent to super hell because he felt happiness. Basically, I know there's more to it than that, but to avoid spoilers basically that's what happened dean didn't say anything back and just kind of gave him this weird look that some people were like some people were like oh my god he's so sad and some people were like he's about to say a slur (laughs) and there is a scene after that though where he like slides down the wall like a sad like a sad anime character and you're like oh wait a minute (laughs) he was he was fucked up he was not having a good time but it was so strange 
and off-putting and like it was like oh my god we skipped we we skipped over um queer baiting and went straight to barrier gaze and to be fair that is exactly what i always if if supernatural were to ever do Desiel, that is exactly how i expected it to happen none of that surprised me at all i was like you know if it's supernatural they're gonna do it in the most insulting way possible i wouldn't mm-hmm. expect any less Mm-hmm. And the the difference between my experience and Ollie's experience was mm-hmm. that you had stopped watching the show, but like oh, most people, I for a stopped, while. I stopped watching the show in probably like twenty, probably like twenty thirteen or twenty fourteen. I was I remember being like, I think it was shortly after all of the Gadriel stuff. Oh, was when I was like, I can't do this no. anymore. It was like shortly after the Dog Dean Afternoon episode. <laughs> I was like, I can't do this. For those who don't know. We'll get there. Um, mm-hmm. Keep listening me, and maybe you'll find out. I I had done this thing where I said, okay, sunk cost fallacy. I have put in so much time into this show. Is it good anymore? No. Mm-hmm. However, I do want to know how it ends. And if that takes 20 years, fine. Fuck it. I will. <laughs> You're I so will, brave. <laughs> I was like, I, I am... I am just here because this is a shit ass time and I, I just need to know how it fucking ends. I kind of wish I didn't know now with the rusty nail, but <laughs> you know what? I was like, I'm going to fucking stick it out. And I also said to myself, if they were ever to do Destiel, and I said this to myself as a joke several times. I was like, if they were ever to do Destiel, and that's never going to happen, I would want to be caught up and know what's going on. And I was one of the only people on Tumblr who knew what the fuck was going on. Oh. And I was like, oh. Oh my sacrifice! It was worth it. It's finally passed, and now we have a podcast that has over ten thousand downloads. So, <laughs> I, I, we're winning, guys. I, I was angry because it was kind of spoiled for me because I like saw people talking about it. And I was like, "What the fuck?" And I went like, you know, it airs on broadcast TV, so like I couldn't really get the episode until it was like the next day on like the CW.com. So, like, I usually would watch it the next day, and I saw people tweeting about it and whatever, and I was like, "Huh?" And I see something about Destiel, and I was like. So you robbed me of getting to see that in real time. <laughs> to be fair, honestly, I will say, do you think you would have been better off had you not known ahead of time? Because I feel like knowing you, I feel like if you had seen that when it had happened, I really worry like for your health. Like I oh. think something in your body would have broken and it you would have like broke- died. I I think there is what <laughs> the equivalent of that. I think for me is when they mentioned Thrawn on screen in The Mandalorian. Like that's as close as it got for me of me going. I think my brain has shattered into pieces. This is I will say though about the hashtag Destiel confession. Um, if that had happened in like 2014, oh my god, I don't I don't think it would have just been like oh my god we're going crazy. Like I think that genuinely something world changing would have happened. Like, I mean, I really worry. Like, I think I might have died. Like, not we like we could I have think... avoided Donald Trump being president. No, literally, I do think that the, I think the CW would be like one of the top networks in the nation. Like, I, I think there Maybe is earning in the, the Berenstain Bears universe in the Goods timeline something happened. And I also I have a friend who worked on the show. I also kept watching. I was like, I'm going to support her and her endeavors when she finally gets to watch an episode. And I do remember her texting me something that was very cryptic. And I was like, what does that mean? And I was like, girl, what do- girl, what does that mean? <laughs> and then, like, when it happened later, I was like, is that what that meant? Are you oh. be fucking for real right now? <laughs> no, <'cause- laughs> because 
there were just it was <laughs> it was honestly it was so hard that day because also here's here's another step piece i believe it was literally the next day that we found out the results of the u.s presidential election uh or was yes, it the day it was. after because it was a oh, saturday no, it was the day, the day after, after because but, this was a thursday then yes, friday i think we thought we were going to get it and we got it for most of the major states Saturday, we got like the la the, the final results saturday morning correct so what i remember happening was basically that entire day i was i had gotten like i woke up really early i had to go to work i had some other stuff so i didn't get to really like talk to my family i was kind of out of it saturday morning coming downstairs this is the first time i'm really like talking to my family like that whole time like having actual more than a converse like an actual conversation trying to explain what was wrong like why i like what had happened to my father who was there for me when i watched supernatural when i was in high school and was like girl you are mentally ill like me trying to be like so so okay so so Cass confesses right but here it's after all this build trying to explain destiel to yeah. my dad so that he grasped the 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 energy that i had the the pure unbridled feelings that i couldn't explain and then being like wait hold that thought they just announced the election results <laughs> and then me being like but this is more important <laughs> like and he's, that's not true but i think that's how i, I mean, felt this is what we're trying to encompass hopefully your father can just listen to this podcast um, he will not this he is will, what we're... He, i will not allow that to happen to him <laughs> he's got enough going on we're this is what we're trying to encompass with like this podcast is to explain like why does this make people crazy because it's, it's like if you took a bottle of Coca-Cola and you shook it for, like, 15 years. And then <laughs> instead of what we thought which was happening, which was people just, like, sticking a, a knife or something in it so that, like, it would slowly go flat or, like, you know, or, like, it's slowly going flat or, like, the, the stuff would just leak out the side. Somebody went, and we were like, yeah, no one's going to open this. No one's going to drink it. Like, it's not going to happen. But it's just it's just gonna slowly like go flat and whatever. And then somebody after fifteen years went, What if we just opened it? Um and, and, and then it exploded and you're like, What not only do you open it, they open it, it started exploding, then they dropped a Mentos in there and it just <laughs> Oh, and I should say that they were shaking it the entire fifteen years. <laughs> they just kept shaking it. Like and every week they'd be like, so remember these bitches are gay. And you're like, What the fuck? It's like, like they're putting it in like a rock tumbler. Yeah, they just kept shaking it, and you're like, girl, no one's gonna ever drink this. Like, and why are you shaking it? Like, it's Stop. not gonna happen. That is a perfect analysis <laughs> for queer baiting, is shaking, <laughs> is sh shaking a bottle, like a carbonated drink, shaking a Coca-Cola bottle, <laughs> and then just not opening it yeah. until it goes flat. That is queer baiting. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> We're onto something, guys. We are, we are onto something. And, and Desdiel is the one that they went, Okay, but what if we did open it? <laughs> yeah, and then they said, oh, there's no more soda in the bottle, and that's because it was Barrier Gaze. Oh, no, I thought it would be like, they opened it, and then they dropped the Mentos in it, and it, like, physically hurt someone, and that was the Barrier <laughs> Someone actually died. It was really sad. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> Why are you laughing? Castiel was sent to super hell. Why are you laughing? Castiel got sent to super hell for being gay, and you're laughing? <laughs> I, I also the collective like rise and fall after that of people being like yeah maybe I did like supernatural maybe I will get back into it 
for this episode. And then the second to last episode is actually quite good after that. And then the season finale, which I want to give them some slack in that COVID really fucked them. Like they had a complete plan for the series finale. And then they filmed, I believe, either this episode, the one with Destiel, or the next one, I think, was their last one before everything locked down. Truly, it is really, truly a picture of 2020. Um, And then the finale is like putting my brain through a ringer. And it was like, okay, I know you had not a lot to work with, but goddamn what happened there and i just remember people going from like if this deal can happen the sky is the limit to oh this is a monkey's paw situation this is a monkey's paw but also yeah if th- this was the other problem and this is what happened when we found out that obi-wan kenobi was gay in a book i was like if this deal can happen anything can ha- I, my my expectations were low and you've risen them you can't do that you can't if this yell can happen anything is possible and you no, can't get okay. my hopes up and like you know that. What's, you know what's so funny since destiel happened i feel like we have seen a rise in, and i know it's also just because like you know times are moving forward also more shows like with higher budgets are like can now continue to be produced because of covid etc cetera, etc cetera. but i feel like we have seen an increase of shows that have like male like have queer male leads like, listen, I feel like we, we got the scene an increase. We got the stout, and then two years later, we got real lesbians in Star Wars on screen mm-hmm. who are not dead yet, not yet, and who cannot be cut out of the TV show on exactly. a live action show. Okay, De- you know what? De- they, I... <laughs> they 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 broke the glass. <laughs> no, but I mean, I am though. Like, I know that a lot of the a lot of the shows that I am thinking of right now were like in production yeah but i'm just thinking about like like for a show like our flag means death or a show like the new interview with a vampire they destio dare i say destio's the they did they did <laughs> that's they, mostly a joke it's it's mostly a joke but like not as much of a joke as i feel like it should be but it's mostly I, a joke yeah so so, um, so that's our our november 5th it, obligatory november 5th um insanity so sorry if this didn't make any sense at all to you we're now gonna talk about the actual episode this is not a normal episode because we're gonna talk about an episode of supernatural and then we have another special surprise at the end which is that (laughs) we're gonna talk about the winchesters even though last week we literally said we were not gonna do that so so sorry spoiler alert the supernatural prequel is kind of good so Fuck. unfortunately, we have to talk about it. I wanted to be a hater so bad. We'll talk about it when we get there. But without further wanting, ado... Wanting to be a hater and then kind of enjoying yourself is the supernatural experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> without further ado, let us get into Season 2, Episode 12 of Supernatural, Night Shifter. Which... <laughs> it's is, a good pun. It's, it's rough. <laughs> it's but really yeah, this rough. episode is... is uh... it's, it's an interesting episode it's just i'm gonna say it because apparently we always have to talk about this every single episode of supernatural they introduce a new black antagonist so just just know that going forward just um just so you guys know that's gonna be something that we talk about so supernatural (sighs) continues to do very very bad in its treatment of black characters so sorry to bring you down from the high of november 5th to talk about 
Yeah. Racism. That's the supernatural experience, sadly. Mm -hmm. So I think something that I will say up at the front so we don't get bogged down when it does happen. We know. And it's not great. And honestly, this is definitely not the most racist thing that Supernatural has done up to this point. But it's more just interesting that of all of, basically all of the black characters that have been in more than one episode of the show, basically all of them have been an antagonist or a, Except or a stereotype of somebody. Yeah. Like Cassie's only been in the one episode. Yeah. And like, yeah, it's just, it's a, it's an interesting, an interesting thing they continue to do. Fun fact about Cassie, um, there's apparently people who had never seen Supernatural before who thought that Cassie was um, just a previous uh, vessel for Cassiel, Angel of the Lord. Uh-oh, um, that was a, that was a part of Cass and, and Dean's love story. And then watching it and finding out that, no, it was just his ex-girlfriend who also was named a version of Cass um, took them out of the water. So, you know, this show is insane. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot going on for it. I feel like this episode is also like, one of, it's another one of those like really great concept execution hmm. it's fine hmm. it's definitely like it definitely especially towards the end of it we'll get into it let's let's talk about it we're putting the cart before the horse so cold open starts breaking news this is shot like a like a news segment so we're watching this as if you were like it's a new segment on the news um the newscaster is like a bank in downtown milwaukee is being like held up there we see squad cars surrounding the building there's like paramedics there's helicopters um and the person is like this is like the third hour that this bank is being held up the swat team is getting ready to enter and we see the front door of this bank open up and there's a man being escorted out and the person escorting him out is Dean and he's looking around like very frantically like he's freaking out looking at the cameras and like the police cars and everything and then we get the title card supernatural (laughs) and as soon as this happened I remembered this episode and I was like guys we I I will say it I fucking hate all of the plots that revolve around Sam and Dean are wanted criminals like I think they're I, all just so trite I am and boring. I'm glad that they that they realized that was boring kind of quick and like by I don't know season three maybe season four they were like oh, okay we got to make up some shit so this doesn't keep yeah. happening because if it is I'm kind not... of realistic that it would keep happening oh, but they yeah. were like this is boring we gotta go if it's I'm gotta not, go if I'm not mistaken I believe that this plot resolves like in the middle of season three. Oh I don't remember to be Whatever. honest. I will say also the way that they do, especially the beginning of this episode, the whole way through, and they've done this before, is where they kind of switch the show into like cop procedural mode a little bit, where suddenly we're watching an episode of Supernatural inside an episode of Law and Order or CSI, um, and like they know that they're like, "Tee, let's play with procedurals, tee," and you're like, because they got a lot of like you know cops standing around being like, "Oh, my jurisdiction." Eh. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's very weird suddenly when they're like the viewers of this show about two brothers who hunt monsters want to watch the legal drama i'm like do we do i want to watch a police procedural right now because i i think i'm watching to see two two strong handsome men 
say something deeply weird and emotional to each other. I mean, and much like John Winchester, I make cabs, so. <laughs> That's a joke for later. Oh my god, guys, the Winchester's just beating our ass. Okay, um, so then we cut, it starts in media res, which I personally love. I love when shows in general, but I feel like my attention is always captured much better when we start, like, right in the shits. Like, all of the setup always is boring to me. I think it's easier, especially for Supernatural instead of having to be like now why did they find this mission they just start in it love that so we see they're in milwaukee this is one day earlier than the cold open sam and dean are disguised as fbi agents they have their suits on and they're talking to these two employees at a jewelry store about a robbery that had happened um helena is the name of an employee the woman who works there is telling them she had been there for years and like previous night she just took everything out of the display cases and the safe and went to leave then the night watchman caught her in the act but she grabbed his gun and like shot him in the face and he didn't like try to fight back so he was like whoa i know you you've worked here for years um then she went home and killed herself by throwing a hairdryer in the bathtub nobody has a motive the cops got a hold of the security cam footage, so they don't have that. Um, then one of the employees, a different employee, tries to hit on Dean, and he gets her phone number. And that's basically everything important that happens in that first scene. Of course, this cannot be an episode of Supernatural without Dean being like, Hey, remember, I'm heterosexual. I like women. Guys, I promise. Womanly women. And Sam's like, Okay. I love when they breast boobily around. <laughs> He's like, women, am I right, guys? But here's the thing. That is not as an exaggeration. I think he has said that line before. <laughs> can, I, can, can we get a round of applause for women, everyone? But not in a feminist way. In an I love to touch their boobies kind of way. You're like, please. Please. <laughs> guys, please. Please clap. <laughs> and the way that Sam is always like, mm-hmm. okay, I know what you are. He says, Oh, yeah, no, of course. We all know you like women, Dean. Don't worry. <laughs> um, so. So Sam and Dean are kind of trying to do their research. They're like, okay, we've noticed that a couple, like, similar incidents have happened. They're like, okay, so it looks like a couple other banks have been robbed by, like, or a couple other banks and, like, jewelry stores and places have rob- been robbed by an employee that has no motive so they go to this one guy's house ronald resnick is his name he was a security guard at the milwaukee national trust and about a month ago there a similar incident had occurred um it's like he robbed the banks went home and then it looks like he committed suicide so sam and dean are like okay that is suspicious so they go to this guy ron's house he asked to see their id they're still pretending to be fbi agents and he looks at their badges he's a little suspicious like this guy's a little bit like on edge and then but good for him you should never trust cops at your door Mm -hmm. but then he lets them in so ron mm -mm. king you haven't watched enough conspiracy videos on Mm -hmm. youtube sadly he invites them in and is like guys i'm gonna tell you what really happened that night you have to promise you'll believe me and they're like yeah no absolutely of course Yes, we'll believe you for sure. 
So Ron starts telling them about this guy, Juan Morales, who robbed the bank. He's like, I, that, that day, like Juan came in, like I let him in, but that was not Juan and I knew it was not Juan. Like it had his exact features, but like he was not him. Something was wrong. He was acting weird. So I think that it's the work of the mandroid who is like a cyborg and he lives in the sewer system. And then he shows them a magazine cover featuring a Cyberman from Doctor Who. <laughs> and and I, like, I just, guys, I just, I just want to say, it, it is like a regular issue of like Radio Times with Cyber with a Cyberman on it. I just want to say, like, I, I knew of this gif from because Tumblr was the reason and Super Who Luck was the reason I eventually ended up watching Supernatural. But when I saw it in the actual show, when I was watching Supernatural for the first time and like, I don't know, 2011, 2012, my, my, the, the feeling that I felt in my brain, it was, it was sort of like November 5th, 2020. <laughs> like, it was like the precursor to that. It was like, I was like, oh, this is my Joker. This is, <laughs> I, I never got over it. I was like, I have to tell the world. And so did every other nerd on the internet. Apparently they were like, oh my God. Yeah. Um, I felt crazy. I felt insane. So he is showing them all this stuff. He has basically like a board with red string. It's giving Pepe Silva from Pepe Silva from no. Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Like he is he is like full on conspiracy theorist. Um, but he's like, no, it's these it's these mandroids. They're cyborgs, and they are they are robbing banks and making it look like people killed themselves um Here, here's the thing that is also kind of the plot of the first episode of the new doctor who so true there is a guy he he does think that there are he has kind of a red string situation where people don't believe him and the <laughs> the, the the uh the alien plastic autons they are pretending to be other people so you know so what true king you were just in the wrong universe because boy <sighs> god no, I missed ronald doctor resnick who. ronald resnick if you were in doctor who you would have killed it <laughs> um but he also sh is like, no, but also the guy, the thing who was pretending to be Juan had laser eyes. And the boys are like, what? And he's like, yeah, I burned all of the security tapes like onto my own copy. So like I have them. So they are looking at the tapes and they see this guy, Juan, and he looks up into the camera for a second and his eyes flash. And they realize if you all will remember this is the same thing that happened when we saw a shapeshifter in the last a, a couple episodes ago so keep that in mind um so they're like wow ronald and dean is like yeah well let, let's tell him and sam is like yeah there are no cyb cyborgs you are just over exaggerating there's no such thing as the mandroid laser eyes are just a camera flare we appreciate that you're being diligent, but you need to leave this alone. And Ron clearly looks really disappointed. And Dean kind of looks at Sam like, oh, like, okay, we're, so we're lying. I feel kind of bad about lying, like, straight to this guy's face. Whatever. Um, so they leave. And they go back to their motel. And they were looking at the tapes that they had taken, because they did take the tapes from Ron. They were looking at the tapes again and they're like okay that's definitely a shapeshifter just like the one that we fought in st louis that like pretended to be dean and did a bunch of crimes um 
then Dean is like, so why'd you do that to Ron? Like, why didn't you, like, let him in and, like, you know, let him help? He clearly had some information. And Sam's like, Ron is not a hunter. He's, like, just a guy that stumbled across something. He will die if we put him up against the shapeshifter. Like, he will run into it and he will die. So let's, like, let's have a bit of a reality check, babes. I, I do like this this exploration of, like, there are some people who are going to be like, hey, there's something wrong here. We do need to address, like, what happens with those kind of people. Um, and I, I feel like, well, we, we have that with the ghost facers uh, as well. But, like, I do like when they engage with that because not everybody is like, oh, no, I can't believe it. You know, I mean, um, it's just that yeah. it's not handled the best way. It also shows how, like, people who interact with the supernatural who aren't, like, personally affected by it perceive it, if that makes sense. So it's, like, a lot of the people we see who Sam and Dean were, like, led into the fold, a lot of it is, like, oh, my husband died and now I'm being hunted by something that got him. Like, it's a lot of people who are, like, actively being attacked. This is just some guy. I think it's really interesting to see him be like, no, girly, something is not right. While they're still in their motel room, um, they're looking at a map of the sewer system because that was where the shapeshifter in St. Louis made its hideout, and Ronald had mentioned that maybe there was something to do with the sewers. So they're looking, and they're trying to pinpoint areas that the shapeshifter might strike next that, like, intersect with the sewer system that have valuables. And Dean's like, there's a bank in this sewer line that the shapeshifter will probably target next. So they kind of are able to triangulate the area of effect based on the stuff that they took from Ronald. So the boys go to this place, the city bank of Milwaukee, the place that we saw in the beginning of the episode in the cold open. And they not to be confused with Citibank, the company, it is a yeah. city bank. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, they couldn't afford the product placement anyway <laughs> so they show up wearing like jumpsuits they are disguised as workers from the company that runs the security system because they want to get access to the surveillance camera so they can figure out if someone in there is the shapeshifter because if they look at the footage and see the glowing eyes they'll be able to tell so they're trying to get access to the surveillance system um they get in and like they spend a couple hours looking at the footage and looking at everyone in the bank and there's like no sign of the shapeshifter until the bank manager like turns around and his eyes flare and they're like okay that's our guy we can go intercept him and try to like get him away from everyone else so we can you know take him out because he's obviously a shapeshifter and he's trying to hurt people but then they look at a different (laughs) a different angle and they're like, wait a minute, Ron is in this bank, the guy who has had a bit of a conspiracy moment. He's here, and he's locking the front door with a chain. Then they see that he is packing. He has, like, a rifle. And then we cut to Ron, like, in the bank, and he's, like, pulls his rifle out and is like, everybody get on the ground. This is not a robbery, but, like, I have a weapon. So all of the people in the bank, like, start freaking out like there's a robbery and start, like, getting on the ground. Uh-oh. So Sam and Dean run out and they're like, okay, Ron, let's calm down. And he's like, oh, fuck no, because you guys are wearing different outfits. You are not FBI agents for real. You two get on the ground. Um, 
so they kind of start complying and then Dean goes, hey, dude, I'm going to tell you the truth. You were right. There is something fucked up in this bank. It's not Mandroids, but there is like something really wrong. We need to find the bank manager because he is something. Like, we got to get out of here. I, I, like, I, I can come with you and show you, but like, you need to not hurt all of these people. So Ron's like, okay, cool. You're letting me in on things. You're saying you're undercover and that's why you're dressed like this. Okay, cool. You can come with. So then Ronald locks everyone else in the vault and takes Dean with him. Um, And there's a part where there's like, like it shows like these girls who are like, like these women who like work at the bank are talking to Sam. And Sam is like standing there like cause obviously Sam is also locked in the vault. And this girl's like, your brother's so brave for going out with that maniac it and was protecting so, us. <laughs> it was so, I was like, oh. He's so, she's like this very beautiful, like, early 2000s blonde bombshell. And she's like, your brother is just, he's so strong and handsome. And Sam's like, okay, thank Sam's you. Sam's like, my brother's gay, but continue. <laughs> so we cut to a few minutes later at the bank manager's office dean and ron burst in and find a layer of just like skin and other bodily fluids just slunked off behind the desk and it's the same thing again that we saw in a previous episode when a shapeshifter transforms it's like that residue so dean is like okay I gotta tell you what's going on. Because Ron's like, oh my god, the Cyberman sh- dropped his skin or something. The Mandroid did something. And Dean's like, dude, it's a shapeshifter. It's a shapeshifter. And it shed its skin because we weren't fast enough. So it could literally be anyone. And Ron's like, oh, that's no good. Well, we should probably find that. Um. Yeah, so it's getting dark for the boys. Then we see outside the bank that squad cars have started surrounding it. And there's helicopters flying over the head, overhead. Ah, yes, the procedural and, part of the episode. And the SWAT team is here. The girls are stressed, and the police cut the power to the bank off, so it's now dark. Because it's starting to get well into the evening at this point. Crazy escape room. Also, mm-hmm. this is technically a bottle episode. It is, isn't it? Yeah. So Sam and Dean are talking. They go back to the vault. So Sam and Dean are discussing what their next move will be. And because there's no power, there's no access to the camera, so they can't tell who the shapeshifter is. Um, it could be, like, in the halls, in the vault, in the walls. Like, it could be literally anywhere. But they have to find a way out of the building. Because Sam is like, Dean, you are wicked still wanted by the cops. Like, a lot, bro. And Dean's like, oh, so true. I'm going to take a sweep of the building and just, like, try to find the shapeshifter. So I'm just going to, like, go do that because Ron is going to let me go. Like, he's going to let me do that. So, you hang out here. So, Dean goes and is, like, looking around the building. However, in the vault, one of the security guards, who's an older gentleman, starts kind of, like, having an issue. And he's kind of, like, stressed out. But then he starts to, like, faint. And they're like, oh, he is having a heart attack. And all of the other people in here are like, oh, my God, we need, like, a paramedic. And... Sam is like, okay, well, this guy is, like, gonna have a heart attack. We do need to call, use the phone. 
to call the paramedics, which is funny because the phone still works, but the power's off. Well, it's a landline. So it is a landline. You're yeah, right. it's a landline. So yeah, sorry, my that was a thing that 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 was a big deal back in the day. Since mm-hmm. I'm old as fuck, no. <laughs> oh please, uh, but they go to use the landline. Um, Sam is like gonna use the landline. Then we see that Dean is looking through the offices in the bank, and he goes into one, and he sees a crack in the ceiling. And he, like, uses a coat rack from the other room to break it open, and a dead body falls on the ground. And he recognizes it as a guy who is in the vault. So Dean, like, runs back to the vault and is like, okay, Sam, um, yeah, we should, we should like, let the security guard who's having a heart attack, we should take him out and, and, like, go take him outside to the paramedics. So they're like, okay, cool. We're gonna take him out. But the shapeshifter is like, oh, I'll come. I'll help. Like, the person who is the shapeshifter is like, I'll help. And they're like, mm, nope. Okay, yeah. So their plan is to, like, lure him into a trap to separate him from the group however the shapeshifter manages to do a little escape and ron starts like running after him and ron has been like on and off the phone this landline with the police the whole time where he has been like no i can't let anyone out but I promise I'm not trying to do a robbery. And they're like, he's like, but I'm working alone. It's crazy how much I'm working alone. And at this point, when they are talking about letting this security guard out, Dean, because Dean also was like, okay, there's a shapeshifter. We can't just like let this guy out. And Sam is like, yeah, I agree. Like, so the people who are in the vault start being like, oh my God, these two guys are working with him yeah (laughs) so they kind of start like turning against him so sam and dean are now like fuck we are like accomplices in this this bank hold up so they're like okay fuck well we need to stop the shapeshifter so okay cool so when they're finally like okay we are gonna let this guy leave we're gonna escort the guy who's having a heart attack out they start to take him then the shapeshifter books it ron chases after it and they're like oh fuck okay so dean is like, oh my god, wait, don't, like, just run out. And then Ronald runs in front of a window. He looks over at Dean, and then he straight up just gets sniped. Like, like he gets shot in the back and just falls to the floor dead. Like, the red dot from the sniper all the- it was- it was crazy. Mm-hmm. It was- it, no, and it was so cinematic, too. But I was like, girl, okay. So, then it cuts- Back, Dean is like, okay, I feel, I feel like shit. That was so fucked up. Okay, so Dean goes and escorts this security guard, this older gentleman, out of the building, and then we see the shot from before, where, like, from the cold open, where Dean's like looking outside at all the cops, being like, oh my god, something's happening. So we see Dean, while Sam goes off to try to find the shapeshifter. Sam finds more like of the shed skin, 
Um, and then he uses the landline to contact Dean, who's gone back inside and is now at the other landline. And is like, it could be anyone. There's more shed skin here. So we don't know what's going on. So Dean's like, okay. We, the vault was sealed. So they're probably not in the vault. I'm going to go and round up all the employees and keep everyone there. Outside of the building, the feds arrive. Ugh, the feds. The feds. We get this guy. It's been the cops, like the local cops the whole time. This guy, this special agent, special agent Henriksen, comes up to the cops and he's like, you guys don't know who you're dealing with because we saw that footage. We know who this is. This is... This is more than you guys understand. Um, just a good note, Agent Henriksen is black. So just keep that in mind um, when you think about the sort of politics that are going on in this situation. Um, so Dean gets everyone in the vault and then the phone rings and Dean picks it up and it's this agent. And he's like, Oh, hi, Dean. Yeah, we know what you did in St. Louis. We know you're on the run from the cops. We know you're extremely dangerous. Uh, we're here. We know your brother's here. So you two should just come out of the building. Because we saw you. We know that you're also helping with this holdup. So um, if you guys could just come out of the building, that would be great. And Dean's like, well, how do you know it's me? How do you know this? And he's like, it's my job to know everything about you. And I've been tracking the two of you for weeks. I know about the murders. I know about your little slip up in Baltimore. I know about all the cheap motels you stay in. I know about all the thefts you do. I'm giving you one hour to come out or the SWAT team will storm the building. So that's up to you. So then Dean is like, okay, cool. So true. Awesome. Then we cut to inside one of the offices and Sam finds a dead body. And it's a woman. And it's that blonde woman from earlier in the episode who was saying, oh my god, like, Sam, your brother's so brave and sexy. So she is now the shapeshifter. And she is in the vault. So Sam comes and is like, hey, Dean, um, do you want to bring this woman here with us really quick? So they grab the woman and they sort of escort her to this office and show her her own dead body and she starts like screaming and freaking out and faints and then they're like oh wait that was not the reaction we were expecting from the shapeshifter and then glass starts to shatter and the SWAT team has entered like way before an hour um Dean turns around and then the girl who is actually the shapeshifter who was the one who was like pretending to be dead jumps up and grabs him by the throat and like attacks him and then escapes but then dean runs out and catches up with it and like rams it against the wall and like stabs it with a knife a silver knife through the heart which is how you kill a shapeshifter and now the brothers are like okay cool we have to get out of this bank <laughs> Yeah, um, unfortunately, we have dealt with the one monster, the shapeshifter. Now we must deal with the U.S. government. Yeah, <laughs> a monster of a different form. So the brothers are 
basically ambushed by two SWAT team members who tell Sam to freeze. And Sam, like, freezes. They come up close to him, and then he just beats the fuck out of them. And they steal their uniforms. Damn, the, the, the training on these SWAT guys isn't great if just <laughs> Sam, who is seven feet tall, can can get their ass. <laughs> um, But they put on their uniforms and leave the building. Then Agent Henriksen is like, okay, guys, like, we need to lock off this building. We need to find them. And one of the other SWAT team members is like, um, yeah, about that. I don't think they're still in the building. And we see these two guys who are basically just naked, tied up because their outfits have been stolen. It is. Um, it is. I, I feel this one was a Star Wars reference. Um, yeah. I mean, it, th- it, that's a common trope, but also we do know that the creators of this show are like, Sam and Dean, they're, yeah. they're like, it's, it's Star Wars. It's like Luke and Han, because they do that in A New Hope. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, I get it. Ha ha ha. Very funny. Um, and they're, what are they, what's the song they're playing during this little, little switcheroo? Oh, um, it's, um. It's Renegade by Styx. I looked on the wiki. Oh, yeah, they're playing Renegade by Styx during this, um, which is playing as Sam and Dean. It shows them, like, running into a back alley and into a parking garage like a couple blocks down where they left the impala and they get in the car and dean's like we are so screwed and sam is like yeah and then they drive off and that's the end of the episode and also i realized we didn't really talk about this it is kind of implied that shapeshifters are a lot like people in the way that they're like we just like they just have things that they want so it's like this one is just robbing banks to rob banks. It's not because it's a creature. It just wants to rob banks and uses the fact that it's a creature to do it. Those are, I mean, and those are kind of the more interesting villains when they're like, yeah, I mean, they're a monster, but like they're they're just, they're doing regular people crime. Mm-hmm. Um, It's like, oh, they're murdering people. They're like, well, I'm a shapeshifter and I'm going to rob a bank with it, which is exactly what I would do. That, for legal reasons, is a joke. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I like on the surface a very interesting concept, but then also mm-hmm. they were like, "And what if the face of the?" It was kind of. I mean, they do this in media a lot when they're like, "What if the cop was a person of color or the yeah. bed or whatever, and they were the villain?" And you're like, mm-hmm. "Okay, all right, that's what we're yeah. doing. All right, the propaganda very... strong here." Yeah, it's very much. It's very funny because it's like, "Oh, cool." I like that they are, I'm always like, I have such issue with the way that they portray, obviously the way they portray people of color in this show, but also the way they portray policing in this show is really weird because part of me is like, yeah, they're chasing after Dean who, according to what they think is like a violent criminal who's like murdered women and not that murdering women is less bad or is worse than murdering anyone, but regardless, they think he's like murdered a bunch of women and like has done just like a bunch of really like not good crimes so part of you is like okay well like why are we villainizing them for being like i should stop this literal murderer and of course you choose to make this like your one black cop and there's also just a huge precedent with like people in with media making black people the cops yeah it is a whole i mean and there's the new trope of uh like the black lady cop also Mm -hmm. which is a very big one now yeah Uh, i mean and we often talk about it in star wars a lot where they're like we're gonna add diversity 
in the empire exactly. <laughs> you're like girl be fucking for real what again with this show and i don't think we need to harp on it more because we've talked about it so much but every single time they introduce a recurring character of color it's always in something like this it's always to be some sort of antagonist in one way or another it's like this guy who's like doing his job he's chasing down the winchester so we can't have that versus gordon who's like i'm a radical and i'm gonna start killing people for fun like you're like bitch what the fuck yeah Um, do we but i'm like i overall i agree with what claudia said earlier too is that this is an episode that like i like the idea of it on paper but in practice like it's fine like it's just fine yeah. and it I, has it has a lot of cool concepts of like oh like what if you have the conspiracy theorist and what if you have like a monster who's just doing regular people crime and like oh the fun crossover procedurals and stuff like that but then also you're like okay mm-hmm. all right you know i mean i think that's also the value of procedurals though sometimes is that they can experiment and then get it like because they do this more times later in the show and they get it right um, the racism part, mm, I don't know if they ever get that one right, but yeah. um, they do do some other things better. Um, mm-hmm. It was, it was, it was, I mean, I, I do, I do love seeing them pull a fast one on feds. That's always fun. That is fun. I will say, loved that part. Do we want to talk about a show that uh, has a much different, <laughs> a much yeah. different, uh, a much different vibe? So, um, for those of you uh, who don't know, um, we started this podcast when, for the one-year anniversary of Destiel Becoming Canon, as we talked about earlier, uh, which was last year. And uh, in that time, since then, in the one year this podcast has been on the air, a Supernatural prequel, the first Supernatural spinoff to actually get off the ground, has begun airing. And we're, as we said last episode... We're not going to be, like, covering it every week or that kind of thing. We're just going to be checking in for our Winchester's Corner anytime anything we believe significant occurs. And we thought, oh, we'll just talk about the premiere, and then we'll come back. Um, And I will also add, as with a lot of pilot episodes, I don't think that the pilot episode of this show was representative of the show as a whole. Because I did not like the pilot episode even a little bit. Like, there were parts that were charming, but I just did not think it was very good. Yeah. So we were like, okay, well, the pilot episode was not very good. I don't have high hopes for the show. We'll probably just come back to it if something crazy happens. Yeah. Um, And I will say, like, Supernatural itself, as we said in our first episode, like, is the rare show where the pilot is very good. Um, So, and this is also why, like, me personally, I like to give a show, especially, like, a 40 to 50 minute long show, I like to give it three episodes before I decide if I like it or not. For like a 20 to 30 minute episode i like to give it six um but surprise surprise the winchesters is actually pretty good shit i know it's so <laughs> hard episodes two through four i watched basically in one sitting and i enjoyed the fuck out of it like it, it was very charming the acting I, I think that a lot of the issue in the first episode with the acting was that the material was so exposition heavy yeah and so much of it didn't make sense with the supernatural lore that I knew that I was like, I'm trying to give it a chance, but it was just like, it was so much all at once and so little all at once. Yeah. That I was like, okay, the acting is not doing it for me. But again, I think it was just the material because all of them, every single actor in the show turned it around and yeah. had really solid performances. Yeah. And I will say the the actor playing John, it continues to be 
he, I said he was embodying Sam Winchester for a while, and now in the later episodes that we saw, he was embodying Dean. Yeah. He was having his his Dean moment. Oh, you're like, uh oh, he's a bit Dean coded, isn't he? And, um, um, I will also add in this segment, like, we are going to talk about the Winchesters, but we're not going to talk about it in the way that we talk about Supernatural. Like, we're not going to guide you through every episode. Yeah. Um, so we um, are just kind of going to talk about our reactions. Again, I'm not saying to go watch it, but it might help you understand what we are talking about. That being said, I'm sure you could listen to this without. We'll try yeah. to provide context, so you could probably listen to this without yeah. watching it. But just so you know, you may be a little confused, so I apologize for that. It is also wild watching this show. Oh, also, it's available on the CW website. So if anyone does feel inclined to watch it, you can watch it there for free. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, I, I will say it is wild watching the show. Since we are re-watching Supernatural itself mm-hmm. and we are in the early seasons that do contain John Winchester, it has been very wild watching this it's, show. The whiplash is insane. It's, I mean, there's a lot of times where I'm like, Oh, there's... Wait a minute. That's John Winchester. No. Fuck that guy. <laughs> I almost feel like they wanted us because we're rewatching this show, right? These episodes came out, like, so... Like, over 10 years ago that we're watching that have, like, John Winchester's initial run. I think that they are expecting us to have forgotten a lot about John Winchester while watching this show. I'll never forget. No, fuck no, I will not forget. But I think that it's almost like they're, like... Most people watching the show are not rewatching Supernatural every like at the same time like they don't remember exactly how things were so we're just gonna kind of like rehash some things but maybe do them in a little different way and that's not even quite the case but it's like i feel like they are recharacterizing john in a very interesting way that i think still can line up with who he becomes but it's just like whoa something fucked up is gonna happen to this guy for real i mean we joked about it last episode but i was like oh they are clone warsing him no. This really is his Anakin era. Yeah, it's like oh. Anakin. If, it's like he's like Anakin if Anakin got his mind wiped and completely forgot about everything that happened to him. <laughs> like I mean, when he became Darth Vader. Like it's it's Also, yeah. listen, I do feel hateful comparing John Winchester to Darth Vader because I do hate him, but they are not the same. Yeah, I mean, John Winchester instead of becoming an evil fascist just abuses his kids, so like, yeah. you know. <laughs> um, you know, at least he's still like saving people, but like th- I so like I would you did, say I was, he's hunting things? You say saving people? He's hunting things. I hate you. Do you think it's like a? It's kind of like a family family business. I uh in the in the latest episode they deal with like they do this problematic super supernatural thing of we're gonna talk about a pagan god and you're like okay not they do at here. least they do at least try to talk about it in a woke way yeah you're and like in like, like a hashtag know. capital w woke way <laughs> like in the way that they're like well all of the records here in the men of letters um bunker that we've discovered are all kept by old white men and i'm like and you're I like wait that you're saying they're... it but then you're also saying you're also still villainizing a pagan religion so like also, also a pagan religion that was practiced mostly by white people so i'm like also what's happening here and they were like oh they wouldn't have a lot about and like you know pre-christian religions and i was like horrible news about how um white supremacy um took a hold of greek and roman mythology and norse mm-hmm. mythology horrible news about that yeah. one um but i was also like as somebody who continued to watch the show when they had in the bunker era when they had the men of letters um 
they had quite a lot of lore about lots of things that were mm-hmm. non-Christian, um, yeah. either pre-Christian or non-Christian, Jewish or Muslim. Um, and I think, to be fair, I will say this is clearly like a smaller branch of the Men of Letters than the one we see Sam and Dean in their bunker in. Isn't there one bunker in Kansas, though? Is it the same? It's not the same bunker. It's not the same, because this I one is not a bunker. Is like... It's like a building. But I think maybe this is like an offshoot where they just didn't keep as good records, perhaps? Maybe yeah. they just kept what's, was what they thought is quote-unquote important. But that's what I'm saying, where I think they kind of are hoping that maybe we forgot some things about the show. Yeah. Like, it's nothing major or plot-breaking, but it's like every so often a little thing will be tweaked. And you're like, like what? It's not... I don't think that's how it was in Supernatural, to be fair, but okay. That is, in Supernatural, they do that as well, where you're like, wait, huh? Like, no, exactly. With the, and with I the demons, you're like, they're like, mm-hmm. oh, we have to exercise them because they're people, and then they start just killing bitches. And yeah. you're like, okay. And like, honestly, right. honestly, I'm like, I'm not that bothered by it. Yeah, I, I don't, don't think, care. I will say, if, the, if it's interesting, I don't think plot holes are that big a deal. Like, I, I think that there is a certain line that I am willing to accept of like, is this just them rewriting the lore or is this a fundamental misunderstanding of what the show is because i think those are two very different types of plot holes and i think this is like okay they're just having a little bit of like rehashing things and so being like wouldn't it be fucked up if bobby just didn't exist (laughs) (laughs) they're decanonizing bobby guys (laughs) if they decanonized bobby i would become the joker because he is the only good part of this show uh don't don't do don't do don't do joe Joe and ellen harvey yeah that's true we are not talking about the elephant in the room, though, because it is November 5th, 2020, where we're talking about Dean being gay. But hey, I guess Sailor. We, we need to talk about John Winchester. John Winchester, who got <laughs> clocked by his mom as being a homo. What the fuck? Okay, I have I... to contextualize this. For those of you who are not watching, this is a spoiler for the Winchesters. There's a character, Carlos, who is canonically bisexual. Um, Carlos and John have to infiltrate this, like, military support group. First of all, military support group at this time period? Okay. In, in the 70s? After okay. Vietnam? I was like, that's more services than they have now. Damn. No. Okay. Regardless, they have to infiltrate. Carlos reveals that he actually served in the Navy for a short time during Vietnam. So... He and John are going to try to infiltrate. There's a service they have to go to beforehand, so they put on their military, like, their their uniforms. Carlos gets out of his van and walks up to where John and his mother Millie are standing. And it's, like, framed as, like, this very, like, sexy little walk he's doing. Which, mind you, he's wearing a Navy medic uniform, so it's this little white sailor outfit. Which is very funny. But he's he looks, slaying in it, he to be is, fair. He is slaying, but he does look considerably sexier in basically anything he wears. So just just as a note but he is like walking up and he's like john like looks him up and down and makes a little face you can find this clip on twitter if you look it up if you look up john winchester by it'll come up but (laughs) john's like kind of looking carlos up and down he's like oh um, mom this is my friend carlos and she's like yeah i've seen you around before you know women love a man in um a man in uniform and he's like and so do other men in uniform, looks at John. Then John's mom looks at John, too, and makes a little face. She gives Carol. She gives him the textbook example of the I know what you are. No. Like, it, she and several giving, like, times. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> like, she is, no, because you know what? She is the opposite of the homophobic dog. She is the ally dog. Millie Winchester is the ally dog. No, and here's the thing. We're not exaggerating. Like, we're no, not exaggerating like, at all. Because I feel like there are times, especially during this podcast, like, a lot of the times where we'll talk about Dean, there are there is, like, a lot of subtext where we'll be like, yeah, no, he's fucking gay. But it's also, like, I know that we exaggerate a little bit on this show sometimes when it comes to Dean. Not that much, is... but we do. But this is, like, for real, I, like... My jaw I... dropped. I was no. like, what the fuck? Like, and also the fact that there are, like, canonically queer characters in this show. Like, it was a writing choice to have Carlos be, like, and other men in uniform love men in uniform. Like, like that was intentional, no, and I oh. cannot figure out the reason. Also, his mom also says something very gender neutral. She says, instead of, like, oh, women love a men in uniform, she says, everyone loves a man in uniform. And you're like, and then looks at John. And you're like, now hold on no she it is like i can't, i'm like now how do we get over it? literally last week jensen ackles was like dean should have said i love you back to cast but like as a brother and then he's like but actually john was fine yeah so for for background jensen ackles in and his wife and their production company are the executive producers of the show and the show is framed in like that dean winchester is narrating it and we talked about this last week of like how is that possible where does that fit in the timeline etc so like this is a choice and here's the thing it aired and jensen knuckles was live tweeting the episode which he doesn't normally do and shout out to his social media manager because he tweeted something in direct response to this scene where he was like hello sailor or something like that and we were like oh you did that on purpose no it's literally wait hold on also, I just remember Jensen Ackles' middle name is Ross. <laughs> now, why are you doing that? Um, so he tweeted, well, hey there, sailor, with a laughing emoji or a smiling emoji. Jensen, I, and here's my question. Here's my thing about Jensen Ackles. Because sometimes I feel like he says things that he's like, doesn't mean, but he yeah. means them, but he doesn't mean them. Because I think everyone saw that as being like, is John hot for Carlos quickly? But then it's also like, do you think he's saying that because he thinks we as an audience were like, wow, Carlos looks so fine, which he did. Because no, I'm worried I... that Jensen Ackles thinks that the reaction to that is because people are like, whoa, Carlos looks so good. He I mean, does, yes, my, but like, that's thing. not what people are freaking out about. If there's anybody who knows how to take the Coke bottle and shake it, it is people who have worked on or near Supernatural. Like, mm -hmm. they have refined it to a fine art. And he was like, let me just... Or his social manager, probably his social manager, to which I say, congratulations on your chaos. Because I, listen, the idea of for years, people have been like, we've talked about it on this podcast of Dean Winchester. He's, I got to unlock, unpack a lot of his trauma involving his father and whatever. And that it ties hand in hand with him, like, you know, unpacking his sexuality, whatever, because towards later, the later end of the series of supernatural he also like has some healthier dynamics with jack who's basically his son um and like he, oh he has to unpack unpack some of his mommy issues first um and like you know and with castiel and whatever whatever like he goes on a journey of like unpacking basically his internalized homophobia like they don't say it but like kind of um to find out that his father may have been closeted the whole time his dad is one of those like people from a tiktok who's like yeah when my parent says something that's like kind of gay like out of nowhere and i'm like have you been in the closet this whole time like that's no, that's so Dean. true 
I also, I did see a TikTok. You just reminded me. I saw a TikTok earlier this week that was like sending my boss positive affirmations when I email him because it's, even though he's a dick, because it's not his fault that there was lead in the water until he was already fully formed. That is me with John Winchester right now, I fear. John Winchester has lead poisoning, not clickbait. (laughs) (laughs) Like, because, yeah, I mean, I don't, yeah, I think they... Especially in this later later episode, I was like, wow, he really in this last episode, they really harped on something that they used to do a lot with Dean in Supernatural of like, you're a soldier in this war, whatever, an unwilling soldier um, and training him to be a soldier. And eventually, like Dean struggles between like my father always used to train me to be a soldier in a war. And that's why I don't want to play into literally what God wants to make me his soldier uh, his daddy issues are wrapped up in literal cosmic proportions. And then for them to say that with John, I was like, oh, that was, that was on, unper- oh, I, holy God. Yeah, was- no, it's weird. It's weird because at first I was like, this show doesn't get John Winchester at all. And now I'm like, oh, I fear this show like really gets John Winchester. And I'm just like, I fear that my big thing about this show is that I'm like, First of all, I'm so scared about, like, what they are going to do to this poor man to turn him into the man that he is during Supernatural. It is lead poisoning. It is lead poisoning. And it's also, like, obviously Mary dying is very fucked up for him. I'm sure that's going to mess him up. But, like, girl, what, like, what is going to happen? I'm sure his mother dying is what is going to keep him from being sane anymore also. And also probably the fact that they are inevitably going to have to wipe his memory yeah, it's gotta be that they wipe this memory. Oh, and you know what? In Supernatural, as we've been watching, they, they've been talking about, he has his little journal. John has this little journal of all these things. And we find out that, like, you know, other hunters, they work together, they talk to whatever, but John really, he talks to some, but he really doesn't talk to a lot of other hunters. And, and like, he's the gathered ones he does, own... he has beef with. Yeah, and you know what? very gay of him actually Mm -hmm. oh no it's because he's Um, confronting his feelings i don't know because i I just had the thought did he have a crush on 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 ellen's husband and just not realize it oh no we can't do this we can't do this get away from the polycule of ellen john and her husband uh-uh. We're not doing oh, that. That's why she forgives him, because they were in a polycule. <laughs> she was like, yeah, the polycule was V-shaped. I was not connected to John in any way, but we were both with my husband, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so dark. That's why Dean is like, yeah, I can't really be with Joe. It'd be kind of weirdly incestuous. <laughs> yeah, like, it's not technically, like, she's not, like, my stepsister or anything, but she kind of, like, it's, you know, like, there's, like, some relation there. I don't quite know how to define it. <laughs> I'm so sorry for that tangent. That really hurt me physically. Um. Anyway, TLDR, the Winchesters is actually kind of good. Um, it also, also, we are completely glossing over the fact that there is, like, one of the main, like, one of the tertiary main characters, I guess, Ada. She is a black woman. She's kind of cool. She is really cool. She is treated with respect and treated as, like, a fully rounded character, at least so far. Yeah. And, like, two of the two of the four like main main cast are people of color that as we see are treated with like a certain level of like cultural respect in the show like we see like lata like she actually does like talk about her culture and she actually does like talk 
um, like, in her native language, and she does talk to people at home, and she, like, the fact that she is Indian is, like, actually, like, a part of her character and not just something she happens to be. Yeah. And I think yeah. it's, it's actually, like, very refreshing to see Supernatural, a Supernatural property deal with, you know, not only just making their characters fully rounded people, but also, like, respecting their characters of color and their women characters. Yeah. It's they just, had, like, like, very refreshing. They had, like, hints of it in the original show, and then they'd be like, and this bitch has got to go. They got to yeah. go. Or they would just kind of, like, slightly touch on it. Um, the interesting part about what what's her name who's the witch? Um, Ada. And I don't know if she calls herself a witch. I know that the demon she's called her a witch. To, I think she's, she's trying, trying to be a to. witch. Yeah. Um, is that, like, she's, like, oftentimes the show will demonize witchcraft, even though eventually Sam basically becomes a witch and trains under Rowena. Um, they demonize witchcraft a lot, and in this, it's, like, the Scooby gang basically has, like, you have your hunter who's, like, Mary, who's training John. You have Carlos, who is pretty much, like, a hunter as well and he also um, like fills in the gaps like he can do their fake ids he yeah they're like he can do their costumes he kind of does their 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 he, he's like their 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 guy you know he's their 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 guy he's like i know a guy who knows a guy mm -hmm. um, he's very much giving melissa shimenti from abbott elementary stop no, not that was the Abbott Elementary crew. <laughs> Abbott Elementary AU for the Winchester. Uh, um, hmm. No, and then you have this. Does does this make John Winchester Janine? Mary is Gregory. <laughs> oh, this is this is dark. This is getting dark. The idea. But... The, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just imagine the idea of the idea of Gregory and Janine instead of John and Mary working in an elementary school. Imagine Gregory and Janine like fighting zombies. <laughs> Oh, I fear that would be so funny. Um, That's my Halloween episode. Anyway. Well, but then we have, like, the... And then you have, like, Lata is, like... She's, like, the lore guy. You know what I mean? They're, like... She's the, the guy in the chair. You know where they're, like... Also, I love how when they talk about the lore in Supernatural, and they've kept it in this show, when they're, like, let me check the lore, and there's always some, like, old-bound book, and you're, like, a classicist would drool at the mouth to have answers this straightforward no literally. Um, i'm like guys this is hmm. let me check the lore and the lore says this is how you kill it and, I'm like, and the lore is one book the lore and like and sometimes it's like sam on a laptop but like you're like what and i i do love oh wait and when they were talking about latha when she was like oh like well, we don't have it in books and they were like oh well we can check with like oral tradition she was like well this is something that i know we've talked about in my family like they respect oral tradition as much as things that are written down i'm like okay slay that's that's a bit of a slay okay all right um yeah i i i am pleasantly surprised by some of these things it's a it feels kind of like being hit over the head with a brick sometimes when they're like yeah john winchester he was friends with gay people also might have been gay himself also, we're having a nuanced conversation about veterans and PTSD in the 70s. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? And we're also, like, having, like, it, it's just, and it's weird, and it's like, it, it's, I keep expecting it to, to have some sort of weird turn, and it keeps not having it, and I know we're only four episodes in, but I'm like, did they do a good job with this show? 
Yeah, he like, he met up he met up with his ex girlfriend, and she was a cop, and he was like, never mind. I'm not interested anymore. <laughs> Thank you, Betty. I was like, slay. Okay. No. All right. And- it's yeah i just i'm weirdly impressed by this show i actually like do kind of enjoy it is the problem is yeah. the thing and i do actually kind of care about the characters like i realized like today because i watched them like a couple days ago today i was like oh man i wish i had a new episode of the winchesters to watch which is not oh. an emotion that i felt about a television show for a while oh like that's a story dark. driven like a story driven like serialized television show i mean I will also say Mary Winchester, it's nice seeing her again because mm-hmm. when we see her in Supernatural, spoiler alert, her arc in Supernatural when we see her, um, she was so sly and I wanted to see more of her and I felt like she was kind of treated not great, um, mm-hmm. but she was such a, she's ultimate MILF, just so cool. And now we get to see her in her younger years and I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Also, she's very Dean coded and you're like, oh, I fear I'm upset yeah i fear i'm having a moment um and she's like yeah my father's missing i have daddy issues and you're like oh girl oh and they also Mm. like they also deal with parental issues in a very like nuanced way like i feel like in supernatural and to be fair a lot of the parents in supernatural especially like with john and sam and dean it's like john was kind of a shithead so them kind of talking about like yeah like they realize john sucks but what's interesting about, like, Mary and John's parental issues, like, in the show is that they do kind of talk about it in a very nuanced way. Like, Mary's like, I still love my dad and I still want to find him, but I realize that he's put me into a life that I didn't have a lot of agency in. And John's like, you know, my dad left, but I'm taking my issues out on my mom, but my mom's also having an issue. Like, they really go into it in a way And where that did is... that nuance go, John? Where, where did, did it go? Where did that nuance go, John? Where did it go, John? I think it was the brain damage from the lead and maybe mind erasure. Good question. Yeah. You know, I just, I just, John, I want to know. Yeah. Whenever they talk about, whenever they talk about Mary being like, like her being like, yeah, I was really put into this life and I don't know how I feel about it. Whatever. I was like, oh, I fear I'm getting upset about Dean Winchester. The Mary, the fact that this happens to your children. I'm so sorry, queen. You didn't deserve that. Closing argument. I actually quite like the Winchesters. I'm excited to see what happens. There's plenty of time to be disappointed. But as of right now, I'm pleasantly surprised. The, like, overarching plot of the... I don't even know what those monsters are called. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I, like, don't... They keep being like, we need to prep for this big monster. And I'm like, I already don't remember anything about it because the pilot was so dry. But other than that, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm like, can't wait to find out how this man loses his memory. Yeah, and also what's so jarring is when Dean will do voiceover at the beginning and end of the episodes. It's so jarring to suddenly hear him be like in a again, I've said it before, but like a range only like certain animals like whales can hear. He'll be like, you know when your family is doing this and I'm like, Jensen, please, I need you to just like just a, it's okay. Like we know you're manly, just a little raise it a little bit. Also, I will say some of those monologues are coming from like the standpoint of a more enlightened Dean, and I'm like yeah. So it is when he's in heaven. No, okay. I fully, I my theory has been confirmed. I still, this is how we can get the Destiel road trip. I believe it. I <laughs> We're going to talk about the fucking Destiel road trip. Every heavy. time we talk about the Winchesters, we will be talking about the Destiel road trip because it's going to fucking happen. I know it in my gut. Anyway. Oh, <laughs> I did just think of something. And I was like, it's not going to happen, but it would make me want to fucking kill myself in a good way. Is, you know. <laughs> 
do you know when when um mary is says like and he's like oh like my mom always said that like i had angels watching over me and then of course you find out like about castiel or whatever and you're like oh my god um wouldn't it be crazy if they somehow got Misha Collins on the Winchesters and he, like, meets Mary in the past and, like, she okay. doesn't know? So here's my concept. Uh, here's my concept. Castiel shows up in a different vessel. Yeah. And is like, girly, um, you need help. <laughs> and she was like, can you just, like, make sure my kids don't fucking die? And he's like, I'm on it. And then he's like, oh, I've been so busy. I need to come back now. And then he's like, oh, you're 26. Oh, shit. You're kind of fine. <laughs> no, wait. Um, he... Cradle robber Castiel? Uh-uh. Wait, no. He... He... He Jacob blacked it. Castiel, you're getting canceled. Thank you all for listening for one year. Even we took a big hiatus and everything. You guys are still listening. We have 10,000 downloads. It's um, crazy. Um, and happy November 5th. By the time you hear this, it will be late. But still, it is, you know, a month of celebration. Absolutely. Um, you know, for more Cursed Supernatural content, apparently memes about the Winchesters, um, you can follow us on social media at Mystery Spotcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, you can also ask us Cursed Supernatural or the Winchesters questions in our TikTok Q&A or by emailing us at themysteryspotcast at gmail.com. If you enjoyed listening to us suffer, please rate the show and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, Overcast, whatever podcast app you use that allows ratings and reviews. It really helps our show. Also, like tell one friend, make it a multi-level marketing scheme. Um, if you want to hear more from us, we're also two of the co-hosts of RuPaul's Pod Race, a queer Star Wars podcast. We're covering Andor right now. It's a very yes and slay a very fun time. Um, and see you two Tuesdays from now for more slaying people, queer dating things, the supernatural business. <laughs>